0: No rock stars, roadies, or groupies were harmed in the making of this broadcast. On the Rocks, with Jamie Wilson is brought to you by Offshore Music. Go where the sound takes you. (laughs) Giving it to you straight and no chaser. This is On the Rocks with Jamie Wilson. On the Rocks with Jamie Wilson is brought to you by Offshore Music. Go where the sound takes you. Hey, 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 welcome to On The Rocks. I'm Jamie Wilson. We have a great show tonight. I'm so excited for our guest tonight because I think it's our first repeat guest. We're having her back on the show because I want to spend more time talking with her uh, this time around. But before we get to that, of course, we have a few announcements from Offshore Music. And I'm Maury's new single, Oh, Bleeding Hearts, will be available tonight at midnight, September 9th, on all major streaming platforms. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to be hearing more about this uh, new album uh, tonight from her. Uh, and, of course, tomorrow is also the Offshore 9-9 sale. You can get 50% discounts on selected items. And, of course, the the new single by Sulo, uh, Anak ng Bayan, is still available on all streaming platforms, along with a live at Wildgrass Studio by Extrapolation, also available on all streaming platforms. So make sure to check this new music out. We'd like to say thank you also to Buenos Dias Panaderia. Uh, And Misty Mountain Cafe, thank you so much for the happiness you bring me every, every, every week. We've got Milo Buns and premium blended coffee. It's the most amazing thing in the world. And of course, we've got an announcement from Liquor.ph. Your favorite American liquors live strong at Liquor.ph during the month of September because it's Bourbon Heritage Month. All September long, they have some of your favorite craft American spirits aggressively discounted with up to 30% off on bundles and 15% off on individual bottles. You can get Frank's Favorites: The USA bundle, which has Elijah Craig, small batch, Evan Williams, 1783, and Larceny bourbons for only 4,140 pesos, which used to cost 6,000 bucks, man. So that's a big discount. Or you can get a bottle of the Mellow Corn straight whiskey. That's what I'm drinking tonight, man. This stuff is strong. And hey, they've given you such a big discount from 1,020 pesos. It's only 1,020 pesos from 1200 bucks. So you know these deals will not last forever. So get it before it ends, man. Only from our friends from liquor.ph. Okay. So tonight we have, um, I think, one of the most exciting artists, uh, new artists that are coming out right now. She's about to release her new album at midnight tonight. And I want to hear more about her process. I want to hear more about how um, she um, maintains her inspiration and her creativity because the stuff that she's been putting out are incredible, and I can't wait for this new release. So let's bring her on right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Anna Mori.
1: Hi, Jamie.
0: Hello, Anna. How it's, are you?
1: It's good to be here again. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> the last I'm, I'm time so... it, was, it was like choppy. It wasn't really a good one. Uh, so um, I'm happy that I have a stable internet now. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm so happy we're in the same time zone at least, you know, because yes. you're you're back here in Manila, and of course we want to wish you a happy birthday. It was just your birthday.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday! Um, how did you spend your? Uh, how did you celebrate your birthday here in Manila?
1: Um. Well, it was still i uh, so I avoided every situation to go ho- uh, to go outside. So um, I just stayed at home. Uh, me and Tim, we watched uh, some of the movies that we had. We ate so much cake. I, I actually got a cake from offshore, which was so nice. But I got like uh, two more cakes from other people, amazing people. And I'm trying to, you know, keep my physique. But you know, I just. <laughs> I, I, I let go of myself, and I ate hey,
0: so much cake. It's yeah. your birthday, so you are entitled to eat as much cake as you want.
1: Yes, I'm kind of subconsciously telling myself all this time, like, I can eat cake. Don't <laughs> limit yourself, Anna. Yeah, but it's it's all there. <laughs> it's still there in the fridge, but yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's funny, like, cel- celebrating these things um, during the pandemic, right? It makes yeah. you really rethink the way we used to celebrate our birthdays. Yeah, you know, or or even uh, special occasions like an anniversary or um, a family reunion, which you can't do nowadays, right? Yeah, it makes you really rethink how to mark the passage of another year. Yeah, and you know, exactly. and and eating cake is always a good good way to mark a passage of the year yeah
1: i had the little testing taste test because i had a lot of cake (laughs) so um i actually like being home i'm i'm more of an indoor person than going out and have fun and like have a blast i used to do that but i guess like i just don't anymore (laughs) at this point yeah but i had a really amazing very chill Day. And I think that that was uh, one of
0: my best um, birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, a lot of people are, you know, singing the blues over, oh, no, it's my birthday. It's another pandemic yeah. birthday. And really, you know, if you spend it with somebody you love, then really that's all you need.
2: Yeah. It's, really and it's, it.
0: fun- it's funny now that like I-, I used to, you know, like going out all the time. I still yeah. do, actually and i find that when um, we're under mecq or another lockdown i really want to go out because somebody's telling me i can't go out so yeah. all the more i want to go out
2: yeah I,
0: and like, when nobody's, I will
1: go out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when nobody's telling you
0: and when nobody's telling you to stay home i'll uh, stay home yeah yeah <laughs> so it's kind of the opposite
1: that's true yeah when
0: so we how get long limited yeah how long have you been back in manila
1: um, I came back here early June. So, did the math. Do the math. Uh, maybe three months already. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster. But yeah, it's a new. What do you call it? Environment again. <laughs> yeah, starting over again. Yeah, it's been it's been tough, but like it's been a really good learning and kind of. Uh, gave me an opportunity to be more independent at home because you know you can't really have people around you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so. am so glad Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying your time back home, um, back here in Manila. Uh, and I'm glad <laughs> we actually spent some time um, at your photo shoot. Uh, yes. Because I, I was her safety officer for her photo shoot for the next very uh, good album. safety officer. and it was and it was kind of funny because like uh you know the way we met you know was on the show and it's funny when i'm on safety officer mode i'm a completely different person like i'm yeah. very strict i'm very you know yeah you know and and it just took some time for them to realize that hey uh, okay that's a different jamie right now he's in a different yeah. mode um but yeah i'm i'm just i'm just glad to see um at least a snippet of your you know, that, that one day, um, just to see some parts of your creative process. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite amazing watching you work because you have very specific ideas about your looks. We can see all your photographs, all the promo photographs that you've been posting, um, yeah. even from the first album. And they're very unique looks, even with your videos. And I've always been curious on how you actually um, create those. Uh, what uh-huh. ideas get into your head and how you execute it. So it was nice to be a little fly on the wall, watching yeah. this photo shoot happen because you have very specific ideas and yet yeah. you are, you are collaborative enough to actually let your team make suggestions, yeah. um, modify certain things. But how do you get these ideas for these specific looks that you have?
1: Well, I, I. I kind of, um, I have my own vision when it comes to And I have a really specific vision when when I'm working with these creative people. But I also really respect their kind of creative wings. And uh, I think the most important thing to kind of let yourself go with the creativeness is just really trust the team. And I have an amazing team that I can trust. Um, I love their idea. And I always try my best to not to be you know not to have that expectation in my head it's it's always open-minded and I think that's where we kind of uh you know adjust like in the photo shoot we had uh, we only had you know few meetings about the looks and I'm just like you know what it's gonna be fine <laughs> let's just let's just figure it out and yeah we did we did um have have like a author um uh, what do you call that? Uh, we kind of adjusted some looks on the day and uh, it really worked out. Yeah, I'm sorry, that was a cat. <laughs> but um, Hi.
2: Hi. Hello. Say
1: hi. There's a cat right there, but anyway, she's so cool. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so it's really about trusting the artistry of each people because I really. Uh, I wanted to work with them because of their artistry and if they're just, you know, doing what I like, what's the point, right? So, it's really having an open mind to, you know, uh, state and just enjoy making these creative ideas. And yeah, we were able to do that. So,
0: And and I, I, in the middle of, like, um, you know, the photo shoot, when things were being adjusted on the day of, um,
2: yeah,
0: we had a few happy accidents like, hey, that position of that light looked really good, yeah. even if it wasn't on the peg. So, you know, all these little happy accidents can only uh, basically happen because you trust your team. Yeah. And at the same time, um, people are on the same page, but bringing what they, the, the talents they have, the creativity they have to the same page. You, the makeup artist, the hair, them alone. Yeah. My God, you would walk out of the dressing room, and you're like, wow, who's this? You've been completely yeah. transformed. know,
1: I was like, I was asking, asking my team, like, what have you done to my face? This is amazing. (laughs) This is I I don't I I feel so, uh, you know, because it it wasn't something that I was expecting or I had, you know, this specific vision in mind. I really tried my best to kind of uh, have the theme, have, you know, some sort of boundaries with that, but also let them do what they think is right because they're the professionals. Right. So um it was really fun. And I guess, like the happy accident mindset, it's really like Bob Ross, you know, 101. It's just really <laughs> something that artists should value because I, I get, uh, I really tend to become a perfectionist when it comes to like art in general. I just cannot stand like all of the things. And I just try to learn. Um, to relax and just take in some of the mistakes could be some it's it's meant to be you know so and yeah that that's where we could you know talk about um 10 years and 20 years ahead we'll be like oh there was an accident remember and we could have like a really fun conversation about that so yeah it's happy accidents is like one of the key for creativity i think for me. And I yeah. think
0: it's it's also creating that atmosphere where you're allowed to make those happy accidents.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, I'm very, I'm very uh, blessed with all the all the amazing people that are very open minded and also very, very fun people that I, I work with. And we're just like, uh, you know, going with the flow. And uh, I'm blessed the fact that we were able to do that. And this circumstance.
0: Yeah. I think one of the most interesting times in the photo shoot, when I think you're on your third or fourth set and we were looking at the, at the monitor and we were choosing, okay, which Jamie, which one do you like? Okay. Which one do you like? And we all had different opinions. Yeah. Because they were all so good that we were all like, Oh wait, I really like that. No, I really like that. I like this one. But it, it was funny because you had the people all involved in, um, with their opinions and also their craft and it was interesting to see that we all had different opinions but we all loved everything
1: yeah that was so amazing thank you guys for you know looking at some of the monitors i think that's where we we could really enjoy you know um we have different types of i guess likes and dislikes but at the same time like we put in the quality and you know uh one of uh, some of the people that I work with they're legends <laughs> they're amazing so um we loved everything and that's a good sign and yeah uh i uh, i want to go back to that shoot it's so amazing
0: and i think what 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 was amazing also in particular w- with an artist like you it's something completely unexpected um you know uh, the professionals that we had in that shoot belong to other industries Uh, where, you know, the client would be, you know, they would give such a strict brief. It wasn't very creative or out of the box or brave or daring. And you were just there the whole day going, yeah, let's go for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's really nice to hear one of my creative teams saying like, oh, I was so tired of doing these boring shoots. I'm so happy that I could just take a break and just do whatever I want. And that makes me so happy because... I guess like that's how art is made, you know. Um, it's really not about construction, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just like a, that's just a formula, you know. And um, I'm happy that uh, they had fun because you know it, you you could see it if they're they're really creative and they're really passionate about it. And um, that's that's one thing that I really wanted to focus on with this shoot. So yeah, I had a
0: blast. I think and in I terms of like, oh, I had I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, policing everybody. Please wear your masks. Yeah. disinfecting hands. But at the same time, watching this unfold, I, I always, you know, I I always try to keep in mind whenever um, a creative endeavor is happening, when you're creating art, whether it be theater or music or you know what what have you, a photo shoot or dance, it's like you know, you should know all the rules before you go mm-hmm. in, so you know what rules you can break, and what rules you can bend. Yeah, and what rules that you just okay? We have to stick to this. Yeah, and without that preparation and without everybody being on the same page, um, not just with what you said like the formula, right? There, there is a certain formula in how you're going to work. Yeah, um, but it's also when people's passions take over, mm-hmm. and the formula just goes out the window, and that's when you see, you know, brilliant things happening yeah and i think that was a great environment to work in um and uh i and people uh in that photo shoot were just so passionate about what they were doing getting that one curl of your hair correct putting on you know using the dress so it's perfect um it wasn't even it wasn't even um tiring Mm -hmm. in a sense because some you know some environments whether you can just spend an hour in an environment that's so controlling it can be exhausting yeah, We didn't want it to end. All of us were just so excited. Do we have something else for another look? You know, <laughs> we, were, we were doing that at yeah. the end.
1: Yeah. And it was so, it, it was such a great experience to have. And I guess like it, it was really refreshing. They're very, they're very skillful people. They are very professional people that I worked with Um, and they know what they're doing. So I, I'm so happy to see them just going like, okay, wait. We should did this this is this is kind of cool too and you know all those suggestions coming from their skillful background and all of all of the shoots that they've done um, it's uh, I, I had a you know realization of how professional they are and how um, talented they are and also we just really had fun we just you know um, uh, did what really we really wanted and um, it's nice to see their passion. Through my my looks and art that I'm uh, I'm playing, and uh, yeah, it was a blast.
0: There was actually a moment there, and I've always been curious about that because, you know, as as the artist, and it's your concepts, it's your ideas, but at the end of the day, you sort of have to surrender yourself because you're you're not putting on your makeup yourself; it's somebody else. Yeah, somebody else is doing your wardrobe on how you wear it how it falls how the fabric you know moves etc etc there's a sense of surrender Mm. i think when you're in that makeup chair i personally i hate sitting in the makeup chair um Mm -hmm. i'm very impatient so i feel like i should be doing something else instead of sitting down in makeup the longest i've ever the longest i've ever spent in makeup was like three and a half hours because they had to make my hair into a big colorful mohawk so they had to they had to put like a steel structure inside, you know, and tie it to my head. That, that then takes it,
1: a long time. Yeah,
0: it took forever. I was dying. I was dying because like <gasps> oh I've my. been, I've been in this chair for three and a half hours, and I'm not done yeah. yet. My face isn't even done. That's just hair, right? Oh my! But that sense of surrender and yeah. letting people who are professionals, who are artists in their own right,
2: yeah,
0: have their way with you, yeah, is something that. You know, it's scary but also exciting because you don't know how you're going to look at the end of the yeah. three and a half hours you're in the chair.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then after, and that's just preparation. So yeah. when 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 you're spending that much time in the makeup chair or in the wardrobe, and it, this is these are the things that we never see. We always see the finished product as mm-hmm. as, you know, the fans or the consumers. We never see the behind the scenes. Yeah. So when when after that, how many hours you have um, being prepared, you actually, as the artist, have to go out there and convey the emotion you want, wearing new hair, new, a new face, yeah. new clothes. You actually have to even perform, in a yeah. sense, in front of the camera. How difficult is that coming from the sense of surrender into all of a sudden, wait, I'm on. Well, I mean, for the camera.
1: I guess it, it. As I said, it's pretty much comes with your trust with your team. You know, if you've if you're a fan of their artwork, you know, if you're buying their artwork, for example, as a painter, it, you you like it, even though you know it's a different emotion that you have because you're a fan of them. But also, I guess like I, I have that. I guess a slight fear of, okay, is this going to turn out a complete disaster? <laughs> or this is this going to turn out the look, right? Yeah. And I guess, like, um, in the process, I have some, you know, oh, is this the right one? But, um, of course, um, they're not done. So I, I'm i trusting their process, you know, okay, th- this might be, you know, tied up or this might be, you know. And, um, and when the finished product comes, I just, I, I guess, it is hard when you're really not a fan of them, but um, they really, I guess it's really about getting a good team of people that you really love. And I, I definitely love them because they, they really understood my vision, they knew my boundaries. You know so they didn't cross that but they kind of pushed it a little bit from my comfort zone and that's really interesting because if i was the one who was creating uh these looks and okay this is how it's going to look like it's pretty much what i could you know I i could pretty much do but um they had more ideas about um how my hair will look and how my makeup will look so i guess it's really about trusting and just don't be impatient 'Cause you know, they're sometimes just not done. So yeah. yeah. So yeah.
0: I'm I'm naturally impatient. So sitting down <laughs> yeah and not doing I mean, anything three like, I hours, should be doing something else.
1: Three hours pretty long, you know. I, I don't think I've ever sat down with a makeup again, my makeup artist Slow, if you're watching this high. Slow is one of the talented makeup artists here in, in the Philippines. She's so quick. She's so quick at changing, she's so quick at doing makeup. I think she only does makeup for mine sh- my shoes like 30 minutes to 45, and that's pretty much it. So um I'm grateful that she's very, very fast <laughs> worker. But three hours, man, that's that's long. <laughs>
0: yeah. After we're after we're done with this episode, I'm going to send you the photo of the yes. finished product, and then you will yes. understand why it took them three and a half I'm hours. I'm so
1: excited to see that photo. <laughs> it has to it has to be worth three
2: hours it, it
0: was it, it oh, actually it was, was. Okay. and then I had to go and perform after the three the three and a half hours oh, with nice. with with a huge mohawk and I had that's to learn how to awesome, move in though. it I that's had to learn so how to awesome, move in
1: though. it I, I I would love to have a Mohawk like that's one of my dream hair uh, I mean I know that you know it's crazy hair but like why not right it's like I want to try at least once in my life to become a mohawk, like like three meters, like just like
0: that. Uh, yeah. Mohawk Mohawk Mohawks are fun, except that after I was done in the makeup chair and then I oh, got yeah. into costume yeah. and I had to go on to the set because we were filming a a play that's gonna be streamed yeah. later this year. Um they realized they didn't realize that the Mohawk would be that high and I'm a tall guy. So going through no. the entrance of the set I had to kind of duck
2: oh, <laughs> because, no.
0: because it wouldn't yeah. fit.
2: Oh
1: my and this goodness.
0: Is, and this is when you learn how to move in these things. Like I'm yeah. sure like if if you were if you had to perform wearing yeah. what you wore at the photo shoot. Because yeah. it's a very different element. Um yeah. having to perform and sing and you know be in front of an audience wearing that, you have to learn how to move in these things yeah. and to see if you can even move in these things.
1: Yeah. You know. That's true. That's, that's crazy. It's, it's,
0: but then I I that's 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 all the effort and all the energy that goes into doing your art doing what yeah. we love to do and we're so lucky we're able to do what we love to do yeah. even if you have to spend three and a half hours in a makeup chair doing your hair yeah. right that's just the price you have to pay yeah. um and it's and it's funny because when um when we were we were playing um a lot of music during the photo shoot and all that um yeah. it was funny how. Ah, uh, the atmosphere was so it was so conducive to okay. i would say discovery, discovering uh-huh. what we could do on that day of. and you know it's no trick, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are watching um, it, doing a shoot during this pandemic, right it's a it's the controls are even tighter because you yeah. have a certain amount of hours. You can only work a certain amount of hours. You have certain yeah. conditions. We need ventilation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, to make sure everybody's safe and all that. Yeah. So, um, it's very rare that you have a uh, you have uh, an atmosphere like that that was just so creative, mm-hmm. and we finished within our hours, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, that,
0: that was amazing for me. I Thanks think we even finished you a little early.
1: For saving <laughs> our lives.
0: By no. spraying
1: every single thing that we touch. <laughs> I mean, the honestly, I didn't really know um what it goes through, you know, safety officer and how how you know how it works. Cause that was my first time shooting during the pandemic. I mean, like who had who had that opportunity? And um, I was so surprised that you were there early. You were spraying this pink spray that looks so like it's it looks like a really like a huge gun that's from like 2048, like it's crazy. And honestly having that safety precautions and having people making sure that people are not sick and you know, uh, uh feels great. And having that um, very few amount of people inside it was, uh, it was a really uh, strict one, but at the same time I guess that's where we kind of got to bond uh, safely with, within the two meter
0: yes.
2: <laughs> space.
1: Yeah. But we, we had a really blast and a good thing that you were there to save oh, our I'm, lives. Yeah. I
0: was just happy. I was happy to be there. It's funny being a safety officer, you have to support yeah. um the creative industries that we work in. I mean, I, I work in film, I work in television. Yeah. But my mandate is being uh you know, to, to keep people safe. But you also have to be sort of creative in terms of dealing with... Because it's not by the book. There is a book that we follow. There is a manual that we follow. There are guidelines yeah. and protocols we follow. But you have to also support the creativity on the set. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's really important um, because I can impose all the strictest security and safety measures for you, but then you won't be able to move. Yeah. So then the the photographs you're going to be able to take or the film that we're shooting isn't going to be as good as it should be. So I think that's where the balance is also. That you have mm-hmm. to be sort of creative in terms of what you can allow, what you can't allow. And since you're working with human beings, everybody has a different temperament. Everybody has a different process. So you have to be accepting yeah. also that process, which I think um, in a nutshell, that one day we spent in the studio was a case study on you know, safe, safe creativity. <laughs> i would mm. like to i would like yes. to put it down
1: that's amazing and it, it's really nice that you know it's 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 about safety of course that's one, number one but you know understanding uh, these uh, situations that we have that's really awesome coming from you jamie and you know the fact that you are supporting the creative industry when we need it very very much so yeah
0: yeah. I, 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 I was just really happy to be there. Now, yeah. what's what's exciting now is that your new album is dropping at midnight. A and, single.
1: Yeah, single, yeah, a
0: single, a single is dropping at midnight, and it's it's nice to be able to actually, I'll be able to hear what we were shooting for. Yeah. where you see the visual first and I'm like, now I get the song and I can put it together, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So, Oh so Bleeding Hearts is dropping tonight at midnight. Yes. And um, I want to talk a little bit about what the song is about, but then just the title alone. Why the yeah. question mark? There's a question mark.
1: Yeah, so um, this whole song, "Old Bleeding Hearts, I actually wrote it um, before the pandemic happened. I think it was like right around, I was... Um, releasing an EP uh, before Um, and I was uh, I had this beat that we produced together with uh, together with Tim Um, but uh, this song kind of became more and more personal to me as I uh, started writing Um, this song is actually about it's it's hard to kind of you know construct what this song's about because uh, every people that listens to the song, they have a different opinion. But for me, it was, it was always a question to me, how I could contribute to whatever society that I want to contribute. You know, the world is falling apart and I'm just a musician writing. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a politician. I can't do much of anything but write songs. And I just, uh, there, there are some times that I felt kind of dumb the fact that, you know, who cares about, you know, musicians in the first place? And um, I was always um, questioning myself what I could do to kind of help. And I guess one thing that um, it came to my mind was how ignorant I was. When it comes to all of the things that it's happening in the world, I I was almost like oh ig- ignorance is bliss. I didn't want to know uh, all of this because it's negative, but it's a very important thing to know about. You know, you have to source uh, different uh, important things in a different way. Uh, not everything is true, of course, mm-hmm. but the fact that um, I have this all social media Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, and I didn't know a single thing, what people were feeling. And as a emotional writer, that's like, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. It didn't really make sense. The fact that I had so much questions and I guess it was, it came to the song as like a frustration. And also like, just not knowing what I can do because I'm such a hypocrite sometimes. I wanna I want help, but also I don't know what to do. And, you know, I wanna know, but I don't wanna know too. Mm. Those emotions combined, I guess that was like, I'm just like, ah, rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I don't like this. Oh, bleeding hearts. And I guess the question was, it will always be a question to me, what I can do to support. But I guess for, I guess for the song, the important thing that I really remembered was you know asking questions already a step you know yes. and I think why is this happening why do I feel this way why is my you know uh, toilet paper bad cuz you know will you know what I mean uh, those yeah. things yeah. Uh, it's really something that I always question and I'm a, I'm like an annoying 10-year-old that's asking mom, like, what does the earth mean? And what's, what's the tree does? Like, you know, that thing. <laughs> so I guess um, starting from asking questions is already enough for people to just one step to figure out how we could live in the well, future.
0: I think, uh, I think asking the question is the first step to getting any answers that you might either want or not want to hear. Um, I think it's also about asking better questions. Like mm-hmm. I know people who are very, very wise. And some of the wisest people I know don't know everything. They just know the, quest- the right questions to ask. Yeah. And I think it's so important that, you know, in terms of, yeah, we have so much information going on. We have, we have all the social media. We have the world yeah. at our fingertips. Yeah, But it really depends on how you use these tools whether yeah. are you are you a person who will just post and post and post and not read right because that's that's a yeah. bubble on its own that's a bubble yeah. on its own nothing's getting in you're just you know giving out um yeah. and then there are people who will just read and read and read and not post mm-hmm. so i think a balance is very important in terms of asking the right questions and what do you do with the answers that you get from these questions
2: yeah, and I think creating
0: true. music um, and, you know, uh, creating music, especially in this time of the pandemic, especially when the world is falling apart, is extremely, extremely important. Because yeah. when the lockdown happened, when this pandemic happened, what did people turn to? People turned to art. Yeah. Because we had to, we had to um, survive emotionally. We had to uh, escape or forget or yeah. find a reason to continue towards the next day. And me mm-hmm. personally, it's funny because I, you know, as a musical theater actor um, and I ha- I would have back-to-back shows throughout the year, I rarely, this is pre-pandemic, of course, yeah. I would rarely have time to actually sit down and just listen to music because I had to learn the next songs of the next show. Yeah. So I would be confined to that. When this pandemic happened and I had no shows happening, I turned to music and the discovery of new music, it's not just going back to your old playlists, it's yeah. it's going randomly, okay. Let's listen to this guy, let's listen to this guy, and opening yourself up and going mm-hmm. outside of your comfort zone. And that actually helped me survive. Um, mm. yes, we have a comment, we have a comment here from Chesse.
1: Chessa. Yeah,
0: Chessa, Chessa. For Hi, me, Chessa. musicians are also essential in this time. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. We are essential. Your music is what keeps us all sane. I like the A A A A A N E. I listen to music whenever I feel exhausted and tired. It helps me a lot. I'm thankful Aww. that artists like you are not stopping and creating music. Please don't think that you don't have your share in this pandemic. I couldn't Aww. agree with you more.
1: That is <laughs> because so nice. Because basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, 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 music has helped us you know, stay sane, stay focused, stay inspired and yeah. you know if if even the simplest thing is when you hear uh, a new track or you discover a new artist and you and you feel something from that artist it mm. gives you the energy or it gives you the another reason to get on with facing tomorrow facing whatever mm-hmm. tomorrow may bring and yeah. you know within the lockdown especially with the whole world falling apart as you put it um, finding a reason to smile was actually quite difficult in the in the you know, especially also today, because we're still in this. You know yeah. what I mean? In the beginning, we were all panicking, and music was the one that basically saved a lot of people. So please don't think that you are not contributing. You are a very, very important. Thank factor you
1: so much in yeah.
0: people surviving um this uh, this um this pandemic. Okay, oh. we have a question here from Ellie. Um, and it's a very specific question because you know he's a musician. <laughs> oh, bleeding hearts is world beat vibes specifically African. Is this deliberate? Oh this song. That's 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 a very you you did mention that you had a beat, right? It's very mm-hmm. specifically African, uh, in, in Ellie's um, opinion. Um I and think he's so, talking a,
1: about the the bridge part when I have a vocal uh production, it almost sounds like a um, a traditional African um, uh, chat. but I actually didn't really think of, um, much of anything. I just really thought that would sound good, and um, <laughs> I guess it kind of relates to the world sound because, of course, I'm talking about the world. And um, I'm I'm very a fan of, and I think people already know. I'm a fan of vocal productions a lot. Mm. I I add. Oh my gosh, it, uh, it annoys my my mix and master guy all the time because there's so many tracks and he had to, you know, mash everything together. But um, I guess in that part, I just really had like a I actually changed the syllable. Uh, I had this uh, a little vocal production chant that I had in the in the bridge part. But um, I changed the syllable a little bit and probably that's why it kind of gave that- um,
0: That African feel.
1: Yeah, but um, I didn't really have much, you know, intention of like, oh, I want to go for this African sound. It wasn't like that. It was probably a happy coincidence again, yeah. And I'm, I'm very a fan of world music and probably there were that inspired, you know, it was a natural for me to kind of get it into my song, yeah.
0: Talking about your vocal productions, um, it's funny because when I visited um, Crows Nest, uh, we were listening to some of your tracks there. I got a sneak peek and I saw how many tracks you do. <laughs> It'll
1: give you nightmares for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I can imagine mixing it, right? Like, but <laughs> but how do you, like, how do you, how do you, what's what's your creative process like in terms of a song when you're doing production, when you're doing vocal production tracks? Yeah. Like, you know, um, you you obviously harmonize with yourself. You're doing all these harmonies.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and you won't, of course, you're hearing this all in your head first before it actually gets out. Yeah. How, what's that? Because me personally as a singer, I suck at harmonies. I suck at harmonies. I can't do harmonies or it takes me months to learn harmonies. Mm-hmm. But um, doing the vocal productions that you do, whether it be you know changing a syllable or micro micro adjusting for the harmony, how does that begin with you? That's part of your creative process, and that's present in almost all your your tracks. Yeah. In that sense, how does that start with you?
2: I think
1: um, it's really funny because I have so many ideas. <laughs> like it's 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 a privilege to have ideas, but. I have a lot of them for one song. I I, I tend to kind of pile up a lot of ideas and that's sometimes uh, not going to work because, you know, uh, sometimes keeping that, um, I guess, uh, uh, blank space is also going to give people breaks and, you know, a little fresh breathing um, uh, moment. You know, but uh, I guess how the whole vocal thing started, because I I didn't have a technology <laughs> thing for vocoder, and I always I always um, kind of uh, find a way to make it happen, but also you know, um, not trying to sound like a whole choir. Um, so I tried to do this natural analog vocoder if you will um and from there it just builds on and i have uh i guess uh sometimes tim gets annoyed because i have so much vocal stuff happening there it's just like oh it's we need a break. We need we need breaks from the vocals. Like we have to take some of out. And we sometimes have it in the mixing session where I have this idea, the whole different idea here, and another whole different idea, and I send both, and we will just choose like when the mixing session happening. So um, I guess it's a really a blessing to have so much idea, but um, uh, the uh, it kind of naturally came to me because I just didn't have technology to make vocal sound thick you know so i think that's where the whole book vocal um production came well
0: i think i think it's a more organic way to do it because you know it's not it's not uh it's not a product of technology it's you actually singing all the parts yeah. So I think it's I think it's important when uh, I, I can imagine, and if we get technical here with the sound engineer, because I'm a sound engineer as well, if I sit down and isolate that um, in, in all your harmonies, like if you have like 53 vocal tracks, yeah. right, and you're all singing the same thing, it's not produced by technology. So the emotion is there in every yeah. single track. Yeah. So when we hear the finished result, like I'm sure – Tim, uh and we're talking about Timothy Run, who's your, you know who's producing this also. Um, I'm sure when um, we hear the finished product, all 53 tracks of your vocals, yeah, are Before conveying the- yeah because it's conveying each track has the emotion yeah. that you're seeing in. It's yeah. not it's not a copy paste or it's not an auto tune or it's not the vocoder. It's not yeah. coming from technology. It's coming from you know an actual human being. Yes. Who's very talented and who can actually sing all these parts, and I think you, uh, with your classical music background, that's helped a lot, I'm sure, with yeah. your separation in terms of you know figuring out when to break the harmony, when to add to this, or let's just break the harmony in this last syllable. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that comes into play when yeah. uh, when you're doing that. Has Tim guess... ever been so frustrated with you that he's just like, ah, it's too much?
1: He always say like my file takes up the most because I have so much tracks, and I guess like I've I've always been a fan of a lot of songs that has a lot of vocal production in it. Um, I guess my one of my goal is to, you when you take out all the production, all the everything, um, it's there. You could still feel the song, and you could still listen to the acapella and be happy. With it, and it'll sound pleasant. Uh, that that's kind of like the the point of vocal production. It's it's there not to uh, not just to support, but every every element that we put into this vocal production has meaning and has that um, value to it. So um, when you take out all the drums, all the synths in it, um, and if it sounds good, and then that's that's really my production. And yeah, uh, you mentioned about the classical music, um, background. I think that's one thing that really, really helped me a lot. Um, I grew up, uh, in a very prestige <laughs> classical, uh, studying background. Um, I really used study hard and I love classical music. That was my base all throughout my music career. Um, and yeah, that's where I get probably my harmonies. That's where I kind of, um, Detach from classical sometimes, too, because, you know, if it's too much classical, then we will put a little bit of harmony like a Bosa or any type of genre that I, I'm into. So, yeah, um, thank you for mentioning about the classical background.
0: I think the classical music background that you have, um, it goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, you have to know the rules before you can bend them or break them. Yeah. And that's the best background to have because you're studying the masters. You know? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And then you're going to yeah. see, you know what? This sounds, let's put some Bossa Nova in the middle of a Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> you know what and I mean?
1: That's- I always had that. Like, uh, I studied a classical when I was six. And throughout, I was doing really classical piano. And I did some solfege, all of those technical rules and regulations. And when I was 10, I was sick of it. I was. I was like, I'll, nev- I'll never do this again. I will never, ever, ever, ever touch a book that will tell me what to do. And then I'm back here again. I love classical. <sighs> so it's just really like um, break, uh, you know, you have a love-hate relationship with classical. A lot of people have hard time, you know, getting into classical in the first place. But I just really believe that that really set my core um, knowledge and skill as well. Um, from that rule, so that I know the boundaries of things, I guess, <laughs> in my opinion, and I could kind of, you know, add into it, I could eliminate some part of it. Yeah, it's, it's a really, uh, you'll, you'll get more creative um, freedom when you know some of the stuff uh, in classical.
0: I think it's important also with, like, in terms of classical music. uh, I've always been resistant, like, growing up as a child um, to classical music because, you know, musical theater is the exact opposite for that, you know. Um, And I grew up uh, in a family of actors, so it was musical Mm -hmm. theater nonstop. And when the few um, records that arrived in our home
2: Mm -hmm. that
0: had classical music, I remember being very turned off by it because it wasn't something I was used to. Um, it no, was very really difficult funny. for me to listen to until I remember yeah. one specific moment where I was listening to, I think it was particularly in Mo- Mozart. Um, mm-hmm. I forget which piece, right? And I started bursting out in tears because of the sheer, you know, you hear so many instruments happening. yeah And they're all working towards pulling that emotion out of you, but in such a majestic way because it, there's yeah. so many things happening. It's so big, but you're right. you know. If you if you take out one part, the emotion will still be there. Yeah. You're just adding things to enhance yeah. and to support that emotion that the artist wants you to feel or the artist himself is feeling that yeah. he is conveying to you. I think the, a background in classical music I think is what gives you the edge, even if it's a love-hate relationship.
2: Yeah. At least,
0: you, at least you know the rules before you break them, and yeah. that's that's something. And it I does live
1: give by. you like <laughs> a. I, I I really live by even you know opening up a study uh, a classical uh, CD just to just to take a listen sometimes because it's really the base of everything and I, I guess like I've learned a lot. Uh, so so much. Even though I was like, "Oh, I would never, never, ever." I, I like pop music. I like punk music. I would listen to that. But the um, core in my musicality, for sure, that was investing in me. That was, you know, um, that that set my artistry in a way. So, um, if uh, anyone that's watching here that wants to get into music, maybe if you want to get to know classic music. Um I I would definitely suggest listening to classical because that's where everything happened. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
0: yeah. that's where that's where people were doing it, you know, um without technology.
1: Yeah, they're badass. Like they, they just do whatever they can with these huge amount of people and it sounds like they're just one.
0: Yeah. You know, they're they're one I mean, I mean that's that's the talent of the conductor. As well, yeah. Yeah. Um, guiding everybody through. But then to get that that many people working in 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 concert together yeah. to create an an, an emotion. Eventually, because music for me is all about the emotion, right? right. It's, how, it's how you how it makes you feel. Yeah. I've had the good fortune of sitting down. Um, I remember when I went to the Lincoln Center in New York and we were watching an orchestra, and I was like, and I was heavy into punk rock and hard rock, and I'm like, what the hell? You know, why 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 are we going to watch a friggin', you know, concerto? But yeah. it was free tickets. So I'm like, okay, I'll get dressed and I'll go. And I remember some movements in the piece where I found myself literally rising from the chair. Like my ass was no longer in my seat because it was just so, it was just so powerful, I yeah. think. And then that made me think of how can I take this feeling that I'm having here watching a concerto, and translate it to a punk rock band, translate mm. it to a hard rock band, translate mm. it into a pop sound.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: um, it's 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 the the emotion is always there, but it's yeah. what you do with it. You know. Yeah. Um, I think it's amazing that. Uh, with your background and doing what you do now, mm-hmm. that's what makes you one of the more interesting artists um, that are coming out. Because you have such a unique um, blend of tastes and talents. Aww, and,
2: thank you
0: so much. Uh, oh, I, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for the whole album to be released, but. Of course, yeah. we're releasing it one by one, which is annoying to me. It's annoying because I have to like live with yes. one new song like, yeah. every week.
1: <laughs> you just have to survive for like another a month or two, yeah, that. a month or two <laughs> yeah. until
0: you get the whole thing. Yeah. Because I mean, like creating an album, um, just like with your EP, creating an album, um, I'm, I'm I'm more well, I'm, I'm of an older generation where singles weren't, um, that prioritized yeah because i would listen to albums in its entirety yeah you know what i mean and it says it, it you know for me when i listen to an album in its entirety that's when you see the journey of what yeah. this artist is trying to say yeah so right now like when your when your single drops uh, at midnight tonight oh bleeding Hearts, it's going to be like a teaser for yeah. me yeah and that's true. you know and it's it's difficult because like i like i said earlier i'm very impatient so I'm like, I'm going to ask, like, you know, Audrey, who's in our background right now, who's uh-huh. from offshore, like, can you send me the tracks ahead of time?
1: Can you CC <laughs> me in the email? <laughs> yeah,
0: I want to hear everything already. But it's very, yeah. exciting. it's very exciting because they need to know your process um, yeah. and and um, how you create and, you know, the, the big hand in terms of working with your team and Tim as well. Huh? So you did that, team and Tim um I working there. Yeah, yeah working working with them um and having other people pretty much i think it distil- it's a distillation of your ideas like you said you, mm-hmm. you throw a lot of ideas into one track and right. then you have a producer saying okay let's save this for this no this is too much vocals then we do this and all that, that, that uh, you can only do that with somebody you trust impeccably
1: yeah um, um. I really fight. Uh, I'm a very um, stubborn person <laughs> when it comes to ideas. I fight like there's no tomorrow. I, <laughs> it's 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 a really good um environment uh, how I uh, how I make these uh, music uh, because it's very minimal. I I usually work at the house. You know, I don't go somewhere to do it. It's just really here with my cats, and what what we have been doing is uh, uh, I always have Tim as a mm-hmm. producer. I, I I love his work. And he, I think the reason why um, we work really good together is because I really, we we both have a similar vision for things. I, he gets me when I am telling, you know, things like this, I want to go like that and that uh, he gets it. And if he's talking to me about it, I'm just like, Okay. That's cool. That's that's awesome. Uh, I have an open mind about it, except for like some details. I would just fight. I would just be like, no, you're not (laughs) going to.
0: I need that here. Yes.
1: You could take, you could take my speaker. You could take my PC, but this file I'm going to keep. Yes. (laughs) But um, uh, I guess like uh, it's very minimal. It's just me and Tim all the time. And you know, we're just back and forth. Uh, Sometimes he will send me some stuff, I'll send them stuff, and just like back and forth and back and forth. And sometimes we're doing it um, in person. We have a a production session together. I'll just like record on the set. And um, it's just a really good dynamic. And it's a very, what do you call that? Um, Open-minded environment. I could say whatever I want. You know, I could put whatever I want, I can delete it anyways. So like that's how <laughs> that's how, you know, that's how we kind of work. And it's cool because I record everything in Crows Nest. Uh, it's an offshore uh, studio and um it's a very cozy environment, very personal. Um and it's very um it, it's not like a really huge studio that will like overwhelm me it's a very cozy uh classy studio and I sometimes like turn off the lights to kind of like set me in the mood I sometimes have like a hood on to kind of you know set that intention and sometimes we kind of change our ideas uh, on the uh, uh in the the recording booths sometimes would we'll just be like, Oh, I could sing it like this. Maybe it could be like that. Yeah. And I guess setting that mindset of like, okay, I have to be more like, I have to step back and look at the look at the song. That's just, you know, my favorite part about it. So <laughs> that's my practice. But yeah, that's kind of how I work usually for songs. I think that's what's Very wonderful
0: chill. also about the studio in, in, um, in Crow's Nest. It's very homey. It's not it's not intimidating yes. at all.
2: Yeah. Um
0: it it well it's literally in somebody's house. So you are in somebody's house. Yeah. You, but it's it's uh it it's a it's an atmosphere that's conducive to creativity. It's not um yeah. I've been to a lot of studios where it's all business. We started this hour, we ended this hour.
2: Yeah. Um
0: lunches like this and this is what we're doing now, we're tracking this, etc. It's all business. And mm-hmm. sometimes that atmosphere is not conducive to what we were talking about to make the happy accidents or yeah. or creating an atmosphere where you can step back and say, hey, I can sing it like this. And that's yeah. such an important moment, um, especially for the artist in front of the microphone in the booth, okay. where you're not feeling pressured to just get things done, but how to do things better or seeing a different way to do it. And it's all about the space that you're in. That's mm-hmm. also what's very difficult about – these pandemic times because essentially during these lockdowns we're all trapped in our spaces you know in our four walls so we've had to create um a sense of um i guess a place you can work in and live in and have fun in and be serious in all within the same four walls because your space isn't changing it's very i think it's very important that uh, as an artist especially a recording artist it's it's the same thing with theater everything yeah. is dependent on the stage that you're actually on and the space yeah. that you're working in and yeah, if that space agreed. isn't if the space isn't conducive then it's going to be just work
1: it's going to sound like a robot
0: yeah like, and you just, don't want to do that yeah you don't want to do that
1: and i'm i'm very lucky to have uh, such an environment that i could just really be myself really chill and because I think that's the important part uh, when you're recording. Um, I sometimes get stiff because, you know, you want to get that amazing take. But amazing take only comes when you're uncomfortable. Uh, you're yeah. comfortable. and yeah. But uh, it has that sense of a little, um, what do you call that, professionalism, especially yeah. uh, it's very clean and it's very sleek. And uh, that's kind of, uh, a little uncomfortableness uh is i think it's essential and I've, other than that um it, you should have like a space to have fun um have uh to be comfortable get some food maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, i am i'm very blessed uh, with the environment that i'm in
0: yeah. well i can't wait to i can't wait to hear um your single when it drops tonight and i can't wait to hear the rest of the album I'm very impatient, as I've said. So you know, this is going to be me hanging on to uh, you know for the next few weeks as well, at least until midnight. I'll get one song down. Um, You should have a long
1: hop by then.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God! I have to send you the picture. I really have to send you the picture. Um, So so Anna, can you walk us through what your day? What's an average day in the life Mm. of Anna Quarantine
1: edition. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) That's right, a quarantine edition.
1: Uh, Actually, I do the same thing as I think every every person in this earth do. But um, what I do, I wake up, I feed the cats, and I love journaling, I think. That's one thing that I've been passionate about uh, for uh, almost maybe three years, four years. I've been journaling since I write my emotions. Sometimes I kind of, like, look back to get some inspiration from the song. But I kind of reflect to what day that I am in and what day that I want to, you know, have. (laughs) What kind of day I want to have. So I journal. I sometimes do, like, a scrapbooking. That was my thing when I was a kid. I, like, scrapbooks and stuff, like, pictures, stuff like that. And after that, um, probably I'll go... To my laptop, try to see what I can do with this demo that I have because I have so much demos like snippets, like 15 seconds demo demos that I'm like packed with in my voice memo. I have to like kind of get <laughs> a snippet of those and be like, okay, this might work, okay, this is totally trash. I will uh, you know, throw it out. <laughs> it's it's all about scrolling, and then like, okay, this is kind of uh, I could work with this. And sometimes I I try to record like one uh, solid demo that I could be happy about. Uh, I sometimes go through all the demos, I make one, and I totally hate it the next day. So it really <laughs> depends on the day and the flow and what I really like or not. But I guess every day is like a try or an error. It's really just trying to make something and sometimes i just don't feel like writing songs i just i just don't i don't want to i don't want to do anything with music so sometimes i'll just go through um i sometimes paint there are my paintings i'm not good it's just um beginner paintings but i guess it's emotions yeah so and right now i i fun fact a lot of people don't know this but i don't know how to play the guitar until
2: uh, what really yeah
1: i didn't know how to play the guitar the whole life my whole life but um i started guitar lessons uh when i was in quarantine so i have my guitar there, oh, there. yeah oh there there yeah so um i'm starting to learn step by step a lot of people assume that i can play the guitar but uh, <laughs> that's really funny I- i'm a keyboardist my entire life i never Touch the guitar because that was like a forbidden thing when I was ki- uh, When I was a kid.
0: I yeah, and you're begin. and you're on yeah you're on the yeah, piano. That's a totally different discipline with your exactly.
1: Fingers. And then, like I, I always had a very what do you call that. I had I admired people that are more string players like guitar, violin. Those are the things that I cannot you know touch or do. Uh, so um, I. I let myself go. I kind of got a guitar, and I'm trying to learn more guitar. So don't make fun of me, guys. Like it's just very basic. And then sometimes it sounds like it's stringy because like I'm not pushing too hard. Pretty bad. Yeah, but but I'm trying to learn guitar. Yeah,
0: that's the learning process. So eventually, if you attack, if you attack the guitar, now that you have a chance to actually pick up a stringed instrument. Yeah. um, That's gonna change that's that's gonna be the next album.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and honestly, that's that's really my goal is that I've been writing songs through the keys, and it's really different writing uh songs with your keyboard or piano, uh, or with your guitar, because it's really it it like how you will play in the keyboard. It has it has so much keys that you could play, you could make melodies with, but you wouldn't have that um, – I, I call it guitar chords. Mm-hmm. But you know those chords that sounds really good just for the guitar and not in the keys? Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that, but um, I call it guitar chords. That sounds good. Um, so uh, some of those guitar chords really gives you inspiration. Like, okay, I could um, – Probably throw out some melodies like this. And I think that's my goal uh, for writing, you know, just to up my songwriting game. I would love to write a song on a guitar. That would be cool.
0: Well, you're on your way. You're on your way
1: yeah i'm getting there i'm gonna be uh, i always say i will be a uh, santana when i'm done <laughs> you know that's
0: a that's a really good bag to have man Santana's it's a just really a boy
1: santana but like yeah i will become santana i will become every guitar player that's famous <laughs> yeah but that was my goal yeah i will definitely try to write songs
0: I, yeah, think I think that's I think that's I think that's fantastic that you're switching um between two very different music musical instrument disciplines. But yeah. also um in terms of like your journaling and your painting as well, those are primarily visual mediums. So when you want to take a break from your instrument, you're still expressing yourself in your painting. I wanna see I can't see that painting from very far away. Yeah, um,
1: it's just that. That was like a, uh, I think that was a collaborative painting from Tim. Uh, <laughs> me and Tim did like a collaborative painting together, and it kind of looks <laughs> very chaotic. But that's uh, actually—it's
0: actually pretty cool. Yeah, like, I mean, I just—I just, I just, I just enlarged my screen. I enlarged my screen right now, so I can see it better. Yeah. that's actually pretty damn cool, man.
1: Thank you so much. I think it looks good because there's branches on it or something (laughs) like it's just like (laughs) there. But uh, I love painting, that's that's sort of like my way of expressing. Um, For me, paintings kind of give me a sense of like, okay, I don't have to be good, I don't have to be you know the whole egotistic way of you know expressing my art, I could just paint. And that's what I like about them because sometimes music, you know, that's your work. So sometimes yeah. you have that caught up sense. But I think um, that's interesting yeah. because
0: when you're when you're shifting to painting, or you know, it's a medium that you're not particularly like known for, or there's no pressure. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. pressure to create a masterpiece as long as soon as you pick up a brush. Yeah. Not like when you're, you know, as a musician and you define yourself as a musician. Um then you there's there's a little pressure because like you said i want to make a demo one day spent all day doing it and the next day i hate it that's the normal progression of what you have but i think a meditative aspect of either journaling or even painting um yeah. when you're when you're on your journals i've been journaling since i was wow a teenager um and I really as well and yeah. there's no real pressure because you're just writing down what you did that day or what you're feeling yeah. There's no and pressure to create of, the masterpiece.
1: They kind of give me... Uh, it's like a good cycle because um, music is sometimes too personal to me and sometimes I just want to get out. You know, sometimes I want to have a break from it. Yeah. I don't... You know, sometimes if it doesn't go... The way you want to go, you just get frustrated, and you just you know like okay, delete, bye. <laughs> but uh, I guess like painting and doing journaling and just really reflecting myself and what I really um, comfortable doing, it just gives me another inspiration. Okay, maybe that melody wasn't that bad. I could maybe do something with this, and then you know it could just continue. Uh, it's kind of like a fuel to me um, to get to another idea or music. So I think it's a really good cycle that I have. It's like a very it's like a mind refreshing moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like
0: it's like clearing the slate. When you're going yeah. like you know from from the keyboards or learning how to play the guitar when you pick up a brush it's a completely different interaction. Yeah. with a different medium. Or when you pick up a pen and you know it's like you're talking to your best friend which is your journal. You know yeah. where you where you're pouring everything out, and you know for yeah. me, it matters. Like it, it, I I find that depending on the pen I pick up, that influences my writing.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: depending on what I'm feeling that day, depending on the paper of the journal, I'm so particular about this. I'm such a book person. Yeah.
1: I know, um, me too. That I agree with that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I have. I actually have some some um, journals that I haven't touched yet. Yeah um that a friend brought um from Uh japan because the paper the paper in japan is is amazing i have some of them and i feel like oh my god it's like walking into a big studio um of your dreams it's like there's too much pressure i don't want to write it on it yet it's like you don't want to mess it up yeah i don't want to mess it up it's already pretty as it is you know i don't want to write down like whatever crap i'm going through on the day and i still have him with me i got you Um, do you ever have any moments where you're looking back at your old journals and you wonder what the hell was I thinking of
1: yeah I was like I was looking at um, some of the because I left my journal uh, on 2019 journal because I went back to Japan for uh, yes. to quarantine and I was looking back to 2019 I was like wow I did a lot of stuff <laughs> like I just I just got so emotional I was like wow, like, I had so much fun and so much opportunities in 2019. And I look back to the 2020, and I'm just like, wow, I'm so messed up. (laughs) i was so, wow, I was so depressed and sad. What happened to me? Like, you know, those things. But it kind of gives you a good laugh. Like, for me, it's a good way to kind of brush it off of my problems. Sometimes I look back, and I, I kind of have, like, this comma where like i draw stuff like like uh, draw something i'm yeah. just like that's so funny that the fact that i was like so serious about this or <laughs> you know it's just a really good way to brush off your inner problems before and sometimes you know uh, uh for me that's how my journal goes i kind of like make fun of uh, some stuff that I, I i had written and i'm just like, what the heck was I thinking, you know, Uh, but at the same time, that's real emotions. So, uh, you know, uh, I just feel bad for myself, but uh, at the same time, it's just a really good way to kind of brush off my, uh, my life. And it's just, it's a good way to kind of look back and be like, Oh, I have so much great connections with these people. I should, you know, um, I should uh, reach out to them. Or sometimes I have a picture as it just reminds me of, okay, like you know, it humbles me sometimes. Like, oh, that was my funnest time. Like, I should, I should change my mindset. Yeah. So it's a really good relationship I have with journaling, and it really excites me every every time I write. Yeah. I think I
0: think it's exciting when you go back to your old journals, um, and and see the kind what you were going through in that day in that year, yeah. what your life was like, because you're seeing it as how you are now when you go back to your past journals. Yeah. So it's colored by it's colored by your life now. Mm-hmm. And you can't help but compare. Like, I when I go back to my old journals, I think like, oh my God, dude, you were so shallow. What the hell? Or is there some times where like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Yeah. That. That's brilliant. How did I come up with that? Yeah, you know, it, exactly. It's, and it's and it, it it could be different from one page to the next, literally, yeah. from one page to the next. You yeah. can you can be a, a different person or, uh, going through a different thing. And I think mm-hmm. it's important that, you know, um, you know, journaling gives us a sense now, nowadays it's more, you know, with the social media now, what the record of your days now are your posts. Yeah, And for me, it's not the same because essentially you're typing into an app. Yeah. It's not, you don't see the emotion for me. I love, I love seeing people's handwriting because our handwriting changes depending on what emotions we're going through. Yeah. So when, you know, I can tell by my handwriting alone, is that, oh, I was in a hurry. Or, yeah. oh, I was particularly sad. Or, oh, I found a new pen and I'm taking it for a ride.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: I'm I'm checking out the pen and how it interacts with the paper. Um, I think it's a far more personal way to do it. And it takes the time and the effort. It, it goes back to when you were saying, like, um, you know, when you do your vocal productions and you do it via analog and sing it yourself. Yeah. It's the same way when you're journaling is that you're taking down your thoughts, but you're more in the moment because it's actually your handwriting instead of just your fingertips typing. You're forming the actual letters instead of pressing a preformed letter. Mm -hmm. And I think that alone is a basis for an art form that um, I think I would I would love you should have an exhibit of your journals. Of course, That edited, would be so
1: hilarious. But that would be
0: right. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing that to see the so notebooks. Funny. When I that, was, yeah. you, know, you know, what you know, amazed me about journaling, what what uh, really drove it home for me for journaling, um, I remember yeah. being in Paris, and we went to um, Napoleon's tomb, and it was also where they preserved the uh, first drafts of the huh. French Revolution. Okay. Where they were writing down what kind of democracy they wanted. These students, you know, the students from Le Miserable, basically, yeah. um, were writing down what kind of democracy they wanted. And they preserved those handwritten pages, not just a okay. formal document, but basically, the, the, you could see it's like their yellow pad. It's like mm. their, you know, their scratch paper of putting down their ideas on how mm-hmm. they came up with um, Liberté, fraternity. You know what I mean? The, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the democracy is the one to be about. And to see those actual pages, the draft of the formal document,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: to see their ideas, you know, some, some, some things had been scratched out, and no, we shouldn't do that because that pertains to the monarchy, et cetera. Et cetera. It's such a historical document, but mm-hmm. it was also extremely personal because yeah. it was handwritten by these people who wanted, who had an idea who wanted to put it down on paper and they were discovering the idea as they wrote it down. Yeah. So if you have an exhibit of your journals Anna, we could see and fun. trace back how your ideas would form and yeah. oh this led to old bleeding hearts.
1: <laughs> yeah. You would see that. I have I have um, I guess my journal is like that too. like there's so many lines I cross and sometimes like, I put like a like a embarrassing face it's like, oh this is not a good idea or <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really fun time And also I think uh, I really suggest a lot of people when you're uh, who's watching here in on the rocks uh whoever that feels you know anxious or you know w- when you wake up in the bad mood, just write it down, some things that you're grateful about. It just really sets the tone. Today, I woke up completely um, in the bad side of my my bed. Uh, oh, I man. felt really, um, <laughs> I didn't feel as good. And probably it's the rain, I don't know what it is, but I wasn't feeling really good about myself. And I wrote down what I'm grateful for, and it just really, it just really helps me. Um, and i'm pretty sure that it will help a lot of people as well so uh if you guys were into you know you, you don't have to always every day do it it's it's really just you know just have something to write for yeah, yeah. and we have, we have a nice. question
0: here from a, a very good director friend of ours judo Bander. <gasps> hi sir and uh, Juno's asking. So Juno's asking, how do you see your live stage setup when we can do shows again?
1: <gasps> oh my!
0: Because That's I mean, funny. if you if we if we look if we look at your your pictorials and your photo shoot and the high concept that you put that in, what would your live stage setup be like?
1: Oh, well, I guess my dream live setup is to really set an atmosphere. That really represents me, and I think I did this for um, the, uh, my EP launch. Uh, we dressed up the whole um, uh, club. We had a hanging art, or um, we had a light up show. We had the whole painting. I collaborated with one of the talented uh, uh, Filipino artists, uh, Miel. Uh, she mm. did a lot of uh, a lot of the production design, but uh, it's just the set up that atmosphere that people could just dive in and i like the i like the um that feeling of just a little bit of uncomfortableness when you're just yeah. in this place because it's really setting that you know a new world in this in the set and i think that's what i really like about you know uh life setup uh, and thinking about life setup you know um i want people to feel Uncomfortable, <laughs> just a little bit, and be like, "What is this? Where where am I?" And that's where the good show starts. And yeah. uh, I really like that part. So I guess like a bunch of stuff that is not on this earth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: think, and I it think, doesn't I feel think,
1: right sometimes.
0: I think that's a yeah. good way to set the tone of of um, of a show is by putting people on the edge, where yeah. they're not sure what they're going to expect. And yeah. Also um what I particularly like you know in terms of like maybe performance art uh mm-hmm. where you don't it's not a traditional theater setting or it's not mm-hmm. a traditional dance setting where it's performance art and people are interacting with you where you don't know okay there's something expected of me as an audience member it's not mm-hmm. it's not sitting there passively just watching mm-hmm. a show it's being involved in the show yeah. and i think that's an element that um i think would go really, really well in terms of yeah. your artistry. I, I can see, you know, with you playing on stage, I could see people doing perf- live performance painting on yeah. a, on a big scale. Having yeah. audience members climb a scaffolding and painting yeah. and having that whole painting, that whole panel finished by the end of your song. Yeah,
2: that you know would be I mean? amazing. Yeah. That would
0: be fantastic with a backlight and then you'd have yeah. a whole... Like, cans of like colors to choose from yeah something like that and it would be it's completely really, random
1: yeah you know? and honestly i guess for my dream live really live shows um that is with people without a mask or, <laughs> or if that's possible in like 5 years but um uh i guess my what do you call that? My dream life setup is to really have a collaborative live show together with the audience. It's it's something that I really look for when I'm watching a live show. If I could connect with uh, not just just the music itself, it's it's an experience, you know. Yes. And I want them to participate. I want them to be part of the song. And um, it's so brilliant. Really, I I was watching this um, Paul McCartney show. The whole The whole show that he did, uh, I think it was in uh, Liverpool, uh, somewhere there. That's really big stage, of course. And everybody was participating. Of course, everybody knows the song. But um, how they were like crying and they were dancing. They were part of the people that was like going circles. And it's it's something that uh, it's not just the music, but the music started that. And um, that's such a brilliant, brilliant live show. And... That's super inspiring to me. And I hope after this pandemic, that would, you know, be um, one of the possibilities that we could explore it. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's the beauty of it. After this pandemic ends and, you know, when live shows can be done uh, yeah. without, without um, too many controls for the safety of people, um, mm-hmm. there will always be an element of safety there, yes. Yeah, but I think an involvement of the audience, it mm. it almost should seem like either a release or a ritual mm-hmm. that people can actually be a part of instead of just passively watching. Mm. Uh, and and particularly, I've been to too many concerts where people are either you know busy taking the video of the concert on their phones, which annoys the hell out of me because you're like, dude, you're still looking at your phone screen. Look at the yeah. artist; they're right there on stage right yeah. um and it it filters your interaction
2: mm-hmm. with
0: with the live experience yeah. so i think after this pandemic people are going to be looking for that people are going yeah. to be looking for a sort of a communion um mm. where they can be involved and they can participate in something yeah. as a as as a community as a body of people not just passively watching because if you're passively watching then we might as well be in our laptops watching a tape performance if you're live and you're participating with the artist and 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 the band on stage and the lights and the sound and everybody else inside that would be an experience that you remember for the rest of your life
1: and it's really not just you know your sensory your ear that that's not the only thing that you'll experience the the lights the smoke, the smell of the sweat of people, there's rubbing, gross, and like the (laughs) alcohol that they have or the drink that they have, the, you know, the very sore foot because you've been walking or you've been standing up for the whole time. Those are the things that will create such an amazing experience. And I think that's what all of us miss. And I just really hope that you know, in a few years, we'll be able to do that again. We'll be able to um, give that to people, give back to my fans and whoever that's listening to my music um, uh, with that type of live show.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, it's it, it might come sooner than you think because, you know, we, like specifically me and Juno, we belong to uh, yes. the National Live Events Coalition. So yes. we're actually busy drafting... Uh, protocols yes. and plans mm-hmm. on how to bring live events I'm back. I'm so
1: excited. I'm so excited.
0: Oh, we got to yes. do that. We got to do that. All right. So this is the part in the show mm-hmm. uh, and where we go into the rundown where I ask you 10 quick questions. All right. Um, and you can answer off the top of your head. Um, okay. They're very simple. They're very simple questions, but then some people have reacted to, some of them are very difficult. But All right. it all depends on what the first thing that comes to your head. All okay. right. Okay. So okay, so the for, for the very first question, and I know this is difficult, but you just have to choose one. Okay. If you had to choose only one, what would be your absolute favorite song in the whole world?
1: Come on, one Come song,
0: on, man. One song. one song. I know, I know, it's tough, but one song. If you had to one, sing one song for the rest of your life, what would that song be? Oh
1: no, honestly, a cliche, but one song, right? yeah it, it, it got to be um hey jude
0: nice <laughs> you know, nice just
1: choice. like i mean it's just it just makes you happy you know it, it yeah. every time la, 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 the anthem just makes yeah. you happy and just you know i could go all day every day yeah that's true that you song. can actually
0: sing that la 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 all day long you can sing that forever yeah, and, and everybody knows according. that.
1: Everybody knows yeah. that. So you could sing, and I could sing together, and yeah, it's going to be amazing. So hey, June,
0: that's, that's yeah. a great answer. All right, for the yeah. second question, um, if you had to choose only one, uh, who would be your favorite local Filipino artist or group?
2: Mm. I know it's one? it's like
0: it's like choosing from your from your children, right? You have to choose a favorite of your children, but if you could choose only one off the top of your head.
1: um it's a friend of mine but i i really like one click straight right now one click straight the band they they have been doing this very uh they they have a new era that's um very interesting they're like post-punk look with a very um they just have a quality in music you know and i i'm really a fan of them so one click straight yeah
0: fantastic great answer all right Okay, question number three. Anna, what turns you on?
1: Um, I guess I'm a very big foodie. So um, any type of chocolate-covered things will be <laughs> dangerous.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so chocolate, Considering
0: anything, Considering yeah. you still have a lot of cake in your fridge. Chocolate. Oh my!
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still not over it. It's it's chocolate. Everything that's covered in like really naughty chocolate. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. All so, right.
2: yeah.
0: Fantastic. All right. Next question: What turns you off?
1: Oh, um, what turns me off? Um, what is it? I I I had an answer for that, but um. Um, what is it? I can't really think of that. I guess like the sound of a stylophone just oh, really gets to me. You when know, you're scratching
0: the side. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. That was just, I was just uh, like thinking about it. Just gives me like uh, such a rash around me. But um, yeah, this sound of a stylophone. Yeah, it's just not. It's not. It's just not pleasant.
0: Yeah. Yes, it's it's never. I don't I don't know anybody who enjoys that sound.
2: Uh, it's <laughs> it's the worst.
0: Yeah. It's a weird combination of squeaking and yeah. scratching. Yeah, and it just you gives know? you
1: chills. And my sister, my sister is completely fine with that. So she could just hear, you know, those things that I just have to like cover and put <laughs> earplugs and earphones and headphones all over because it's just it's just awful.
0: Okay, great. Um, next, next question. All right, if we were to go into this your hard. playlist, if we were, if we were to go into your playlist right now, what song is currently playing on repeat on your playlist?
1: On my playlist. That's Ooh. not yours.
0: That's not yours.
1: Uh, that's not my song.
0: Yeah, that's right? not your song. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Um. I guess I'm loving. Do you know the band called Low Island?
2: No. Low, Low
1: Island. Low uh, Island. They're uh, they're very um, they're a, they're a very 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 good band. Um, they're indie. Uh, they're not in a label or anything, but they have such an amazing song. And I've been listening to their album "If You Could Have It All Again." It's it's called "If we, If You Could Have It All Again," and uh, that that has been on repeat ever since. So Low Island, yeah.
0: Low Island. All right, it. I'm gonna take note of that. I'm gonna check them yeah, out. Yeah, they're really All right. amazing. OK, next question. Um, what is your favorite word?
1: Favorite word? Huh. That's a good question. Favorite word. Um, I guess, um, what is it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, I can't even think of a word. I think the word pleasant.
2: Hmm.
1: I like the word pleasant. It just gives you that like it's classy but it's not intimidating and it's it's nice, you know? Like, oh, this is pleasant. It's like okay. Like it just gives you a good feeling. So I like yeah. the word pleasant. Yeah.
0: And and, and then with the word pleasant, it's like you know exactly what you're getting. It yeah. gives you it already sets the mood. Like, oh, yeah. it's pleasant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it makes you. It makes you pleasant as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I love the word pleasant. Yeah. And that's the that's the first word I came up to mind. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. Um. Okay. For for a seventh question, what drives you crazy? Mm. Crazy Aside bad.
2: From
0: Aside from the styrofoam. Yeah. Oh Aside from styrofoam, what drives you crazy? It could be behavior of other people. It could be an annoying. Um, oh, you know, thing. I have
1: one. Oh, this is just, it, it's not personal to anyone, but it drives me crazy when people say likewise. I hate the word likewise so <laughs> much. I have no idea why. It's just like I say, um, thank you so much. I had a really amazing time. Thank you so much for coming or thank you so much for participating. Likewise. And it's just like it just it just cuts me off, you know. It's just <laughs> like, huh? Like that's it. Likewise, that's it. Or like I will see you. I will see you soon. You know, um, uh, take care. Of something. 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 I'll give all these compliments, and I'm just like likewise, and it just destroys me completely. So I am completely terrified of the word, likewise.
0: Yeah, I agree I because that, I yeah. mean because I can you can you can actually reply in a more eloquent sense, but I feel like yes. likewise and is I, such a I, shortcut. Don't yeah, make me think, think. I'll just say likewise. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's for so lazy. Me, I think likewise, it's it's okay for some countries. You know, it's just fine. Likewise, it's it's something that it's casual, you know. But for me, I was like, I, I give you all of this in just one, one word. Likewise, that's it. Like... It just drives me crazy. And it, even it, if even though it's like an email or a text or even like a if it's personal, like that's that's even worse. Like if if we're just talking, he says likewise, I'm just like, Okay, sorry, like I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> but and I guess course, it's just of it's just course me. Tim,
0: Tim Marquez is saying likewise. On the comments, it I just know.
1: drives me crazy, <laughs> man. Like, it's just something that I'm so I, for, so for so me, so adamant
0: with. For me, yeah. it feels lazy, it feels like a lazy reply, yeah. it's, it's almost passive aggressive. Yeah, you know, it's like you can say take
1: care too, or
0: yeah, or, or thank too. you too. No, you know, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, you can, like you can, me you too. Can use other words.
1: So, me too is fine for me, yeah. me too is like okay, whatever, but likewise, drives me crazy. <laughs> no. No, okay, no, no. that
0: is that is noted. <laughs> noted. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, what would be your one indulgence or guilty pleasure? Ooh. Aside from chocolate, right now. Yeah.
1: Right now, mm, my guilty pleasure actually like diving into some of like the cheesiest playlists is kind of like my guilty pleasure. Like. <laughs> dad's old cd type of you know um very cheesy songs. sometimes it just gets to me and be like okay this is so cool like especially like karaoke songs and stuff you know um yeah those are my guilty pleasures i don't know why i get embarrassed by it when someone sees me listening to those but um I guess I really like those songs too, you know, yeah, aside from I mean, the artist, the artistry and like all the intricate songs with sophisticated stuff. I just like simple songs too. Yeah.
0: yeah for me, like a guilty pleasure in terms of like songs. Like I have yeah. my usual playlists I go to. I've been listening to a lot of Elvis Presley and Frank Sinatra, which is my dad's okay. era. But there are just days where, you know, it feels like a Katy Perry day. Yeah. So I'm going to be dancing to exactly. Katy Perry. And that mm-hmm. is a guilty pleasure for me because I rarely ever do. But then there's there's a yeah. day where, okay, today's Justin Timberlake, which is so yeah. not me. <laughs> so no.
1: not you. Yeah,
0: but I there will... are some days where you need totally
1: that. Get you. Yeah, I will go to Britney Spears. Yeah. I will go to all of these. And also, um, I've been obsessed with Doja Cat lately. She's Ooh. so talented and she's so cool. It's not my style. But she's so uh, I just love the new album, and I just love everything about her. and you know, that's like my guilty pleasure, even though i i'm I'm not ashamed of it, but I yeah. guess like I just get kind of like secretive when it comes
0: yeah, to yeah, things. yeah. No, nobody should know I'm listening to this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just like it's just my time. Please ignore.
0: Yeah. But there are just some days where you need to do that, and it yeah. just calls for it, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, fantastic. All right, for our ninth question. Um, okay, if you could collaborate with any artist, any artist from any time period, living or dead, mm. who would that artist be? Just one.
2: Ooh.
1: Honestly, David Bowie.
0: Ah, oh, yes. Great. Yeah, I would,
1: I would faint if that would be (laughs) even possible. Like, even I was like in the background, like a background dancers PA. Like, I don't care. (laughs) I would be there any any time of the day to just to be just around. The set of David Bowie and how he works, or even get to know him—that'll be
0: so. Well, can you imagine? Im- imagine if you were ever in a situation where David Bowie was like, "Hey, let's see what you got, and let's make a mm-hmm. song together."
1: I "I'm, like, I'm be- so sorry." <laughs> like,
2: it's so. You, it's you, so scary. No,
0: you, you'd probably faint first, and yeah. then we would have to revive you.
2: Yeah. And
0: then, uh, then you'll say, "What?"
2: <laughs> yeah, like
1: what just happened? Where am I? What's my name? I totally but apparently
0: I david learn. Bowie David Bowie comes in with a very specific set of ideas um yeah. i've been reading biographies um recently and then he is completely ready to throw them all away to see what the band has
2: yeah and i've
0: actually i've actually read testimonials of people he's collaborated with over the years where you know they're expecting to come in because mm-hmm. David Bowie called them and they're expecting to come in and do the david Bowie thing Mm-hmm. And there's David Bowie telling them, "No, do your thing, and let's see what happens." That's and I think crazy. that's 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 right. That's so amazing yeah. because, and imagine the pressure on you because basically, like, okay, I better play yeah. something brilliant because David Bowie's asking me to play something.
1: Yeah, right. I would faint again, he <laughs> and they have to bring me to the hospital to revive me. So I would be like a double time situation. So. That's not a good idea probably to have David Bowie. But yeah, honestly I've admired David Bowie's songs. Every album is fantastic. And it's not
0: just it's not just his songs, it's how he yeah, it's reinvents just, himself, yeah. how he presents itself. It's it's basically the personality comes comes before Yeah. because the music can change and has changed over yeah. his entire career. But basically the persona of him
1: Yeah. And precedes really the some, music. It, he is just one of a kind that, Amazing. you know, it's just uh, every move that he does. It's so interesting for everybody. Cause it's just, it, he's so, he's so one of a kind and he's such a rock star. I love him. And hopefully if he's, if, if he's okay with me fainting two times,
0: second, <laughs> then, then, then you'll write a song. Then yes. you'll write a song.
1: Yeah. I'm ready for that. Yeah. All right. For our last,
0: <laughs> For our last question in the rundown, all right. Um, if you had the power to change the world, what would be the first thing you do?
2: Oh,
1: hmm. Well, I was thinking of like a joke, but like I would go through the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think for for me, education is something that I was so blessed with um and i believe 100% that every every human being here in this earth have has should have a chance to learn something uh not just by paying to learn something it's to be learning from people that have experience it's it's not about you know your tuition and all of that um if i would to change um, one thing i think giving every kids an opportunity to change uh that'll be the um not to change oh my gosh <laughs> every opportunity to learn um and have an education that'll be a uh, a good thing I think yeah yes. that'll,
0: that'll i I, I completely know. agree uh, and yeah. not just for children not ever, just not just for yeah. children I think uh, you know people have just should yeah. be able to go into a uh a form of education that will either further enhance their existing skills yeah. or existing knowledge or um be able to do something completely different yeah. like if you want to that's what i love about all these online classes that you can take yeah. because if you want to learn how to do carpentry there's the university of youtube and then you're like yeah. wow i can it's i can make so a chair easy
1: now yeah you, know, <laughs> you can make a chair.
0: I can I make can, a chair.
1: I can make a painting too. <laughs> yeah yeah. so it's really it's really something that we're actually blessed with. We have the opportunity to you know have a quick access to education now, but I guess the physical aspects of it, it we still need some work. yeah so
0: I, I think what's integral that. I think what's integral in terms of the educational systems around the world since they're very structured. Yeah, I think the first thing, and I've been reading about this um, because I'm a big sci-fi fan, and um, uh, the movie Dune is coming out. It's one of my favorite. Um, oh, yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of my favorite With books in the whole world.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's one of my favorite books in the whole world. Oh, I haven't I've, read the
1: book yet. Yeah. Oh, I will
0: send you since you're oh, here, you in Manila. Will I will send you a book. With the It's a, fan, it's a, it's yeah. a fantastic read, oh, but I cool. think um, what the the main character that Timothy um, Chalamet plays the first thing he learned was how to learn
2: oh.
0: and i think that's so important that's kind of overlooked in our educational yeah. systems because we're so bombarded by by information yeah and you don't really know what to do with that information yeah um aside from applying it to your tests so you get yeah. to your next levels right but if you learn how to learn then you never stop yeah and i think that's so important because no matter what age we are at or state we are or stage we are in in our lives mm-hmm. if you don't keep on learning then that's the slow death to being stagnant or being closed minded mm-hmm. or being just locked up in your box because you yeah. don't know how to get out of your box yeah. but if you learn how to learn i think that's that's going to be a constant you know, journey towards you know whatever you want right. to go towards. I think yeah. that's important. But education—that's a great. I totally yeah. vote for that. I, I would vote for you if you ran for yeah. office. I would vote for you.
1: Thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> in five years, I'm just uh,
0: <laughs> All right, yeah. let's go for one for the road. Um, where um, I'm going to ask you, what words of wisdom or advice would you give to anyone just starting out in music today?
1: Hmm. I think um, I, I'm i not, you know, I'm not the legendary, you know, so it's really just coming from my experience, but um, I've had so much hardship. I, I went through so much, um, I guess, learning myself and kind of disliking myself, comparing myself, all of that. Uh, it, it just really comes with it. You can't really avoid it. Um, but... For me, one thing that I've learned um, not to give up is your um, it's 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 who you are as an artist, and not to be cliche, but I guess like for me, I tried to be an artist that I uh, I want to be uh, I I looked up to when I was uh, when I was a kid, and all of those artists were never like. Really, what do you call that? Really, in the main spotlight, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that, like, uh, in my uh, in my you know collection of albums, and uh, I was just looking through my artists, and I'm just being like, why am I trying to impress everybody with my song? And I guess if you're uh, whoever just you know listening to this um, show, I would suggest. Uh, try not to inspired or try not to get everyone's attention because <laughs> you won't it's it's really something that i really learned it your song is not good because everybody listens to it it's really not it's it, your song is good when you have the you ha, you have an emotion that you had before with an artist that you really love and um that's something that's come from the uh, the listener, you know, we could all do is to, uh, all we can do is to provide what we could, you know, write about or what we feel, you know? And as long as you be yourself, there will be someone that really, 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 really resonate with you. There there are so many people in this earth and now we have internet. We could connect everywhere. So I, I learned that I will never write a song to impress everybody because I know that I can't. And... Mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll just be happy with few people that will really love my song. Cause that's really, that's really the key to you really find your sound and find your inspiration. Yeah. So just don't write a song that would that will be for everybody. Cause that someone can do that for you. Yeah. So that's, so be that's your, uh, yeah. So be, so be, your, it.
0: be, be, be yourself. Be yourself. Is that the most important thing? Because there's nobody else like you.
1: Yeah, and Uh, I guess I I I, I hear
0: I hear a lot of artists who try to who you can deliberate who you can actually hear deliberately trying to sound like somebody, and that is inevitable because of all our influences. Mm -hmm. As you know, as as artists as musicians, it's it's either you can you can you're you're paying tribute or an homage to your to your to the artists that you admire. Mm -hmm. And I think what's important is when you find your own voice and when you find your own style and you're writing it because you're being yourself. Yeah. I think that's what makes the art important because there's nothing else like it. It's you. It's you in a track. It's you in a painting. It's you in a poem. It's you in a dance.
1: Yeah, and it goes away with the other's perspective. Like, try not to be too creative because sometimes – you're already created by yourself you know it's there's no one like you nobody writes like you uh correctly you know like specifically you um as long as you're really authentic and comfortable in your skin and you love what you created that's already enough creativity and I guess I learned that in a hard way too because like i was constructing all of that oh i should i should put this element and i should i should have this hook and like all of those it comes with influence like oh this people uh, this person did this and it's so cool so i want to try it and i understand completely i'm like yeah. such a sucker for that but um i guess you know, not losing the grip of who you are is so, so hard as an artist, but you just have to pursue that. And I think that's like how the journey, the hard journey as an artist, not just to like sell and stuff like those are come every day. But yeah, um, yeah just to not lose yourself from what you're doing, because it, it there's no point of doing uh, something that someone can do.
0: That's true. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Anna, for taking the time thank tonight. Thank you. And I thank you for your words of wisdom and the new knowledge that I've acquired. I'm going to check out that uh, <laughs> that band you're listening to. Um, I'll check out the
1: book that you're, you're yeah, reading. Oh, I'm going to
0: send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, a fantastic awesome. read. It's yeah. a fantastic read. But thank you so much. And we're all thank excited you. to um, finally hear your new single drop. Oh, Bleeding Hearts is dropping tonight at midnight at September 9th mm-hmm. on all major streaming platforms. So yes. thank you so much, Anna. Please stay safe. Take thank care. Thank you so and, much, Jamie. And if you can't finish the cake, I'm always here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's just ask my stomach and I'll just have a really a conference meeting together with my my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: All
0: right. Yeah. Thank you so thank much, you so Anna. Much, Jamie. Take care.
1: Bye.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a fantastic conversation. I'm actually so glad that we've had her back on the show, so we can actually, you know, take the time to discover um, what this unique artist has to offer. And you know, it in parts it was very wise for such a young person. Um, and I can I'm qualified to say that because I'm an old fogey, um, and at the same time funny, at the same time completely honest. And I think that's just what makes her so unique in this day and age where. We have so many things happening, uh, so uh, so much music coming out. And I think what sets her apart is that, yes, she is completely and utterly being herself and putting herself out there the way she sees herself and the way she wants to convey the emotion in her music. And I think that's so important because that pure honesty and that courage... Of being yourself in your art is something that we all need right now um, so thank you Anna for coming on to the show tonight and I tremendously enjoyed myself and I will enjoy myself even more I'm gonna stay up until midnight just to see uh, just to hear your uh, new single drop that's Oh bleeding hearts um, and it will be available tonight at midnight at September 9 on all major streaming platforms um, so uh, we're gonna continue with the announcements from offshore music that's Anna Mori, of course, tonight, Oh Bleeding Hearts. That's the first single that's dropping from her new album. I can't wait to hear the whole album. But at midnight tonight, we get to hear this new, fresh single from this amazing artist. Also, tomorrow is going to be the Offshore Music, 99 sale. There's a 50% discount on selected items. So make sure you uh, check out um, what they have to offer. Also, uh, Anak ng Bayan by Sulo. Is available on all streaming platforms. This is a kick ass track from a kick ass band, so make sure you check it out. Also, Alive at Wild Grass Studios by Extrapolation is out on all streaming platforms as well. It gives that unique live set vibe that uh, they are known for, so make sure to check that out. Thank you so much also to our friends from Buenos Dias Benaderia and Misty Mountain Cafe. Premium blend coffee with Milo Buns. Really, what more can you ask for? And, of course, our friends from Liquor.ph have an announcement. They have just readjusted their prices permanently. They've readjusted so you can save more money, guys. Imagine, Shiva's Regal Blended Scotch is now priced at 1,029 pesos. Tag Ray Gin at 699 pesos. And Jack Daniels at 930 bucks. That's just to name a few. No reason to wait and think. Buy it now from a team that truly understands what good liquor is all about. And those are the guys from liquor.ph. Thank you so much. (sighs) So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I'm Jamie Wilson, and I'm reminding you to please stay safe, stay strong, and stay sane, and keep on rocking, and keep on rolling. And if all else fails, let the music keep you going. And if you find that life has got you shaken up or stirred, mixed up, Or On The Rocks, what matters most is that you take your shot. Thank you very much and good night. Cheers. On The Rocks with Jamie Wilson is brought to you by Offshore Music. Go where the sound takes you.